Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Blame Game from the Healthcare Financial Management Association. I'm Erica Grotto, a senior editor at HFMA. And I'm Brad Dennison, director of content at HFMA. We're sharing an interview today with a longtime HFMA member who shares insights on how hospital CFOs can improve communications. But first, Brad, I want to tell you about something I've been reading. Now, we've seen a lot in the media recently about primary care. Some pieces seem to be well-balanced, well thought out, and others not quite so much. But I came across an op-ed in Time that I thought did a nice job of discussing the issues primary care physicians are facing in a way that the average patient can understand and appreciate. So the author is Dr. Alana Yerkowitz, who is a primary care physician and oncologist on the faculty at Stanford University School of Medicine. Her approach in this piece is really simple. She walks a patient through a typical day and explains what her job entails besides being in exam rooms with patients. She talks about the increased workload due to documentation and electronic medical records. She explains how fee-for-service works and talks about how quickly unpaid tasks like messaging with patients can add up. She talks about burnout. Our audience isn't going to be surprised by a whole lot here, but if you put yourself in the shoes of a patient who only knows that it's hard to get an appointment or a prompt answer to a question, I think the author does a nice job of laying out the state of things from a physician's perspective. I totally agree. When you sent this to me, I read it and I thought that this was a rare opinion piece that's so extremely reasonable and also explanatory in a very helpful way. No provider listening to this is going to be surprised by anything here, but it is really useful inside baseball for patients. I have something, too, that I wanted to direct listeners to. It's a blog post titled, Article Misleads on Hospitals' Charity Care Spending. This is from the American Hospital Association's Melinda Hatton, who serves as general counsel for AHA. The post is in response to an article from modern healthcare reporter Alex Kasich with the headline, As Hospital Expenses Rise, Charity Care Spending Falls. Melinda's post makes a lot of really good points about this article, but the central point is that the article is basing its math on expenses, and so explosive inflation is really distorting the view here. She also points out that using the numbers they were supplied by Merit Research Services, the median amount spent on charity care has actually gone up for three years. I stress median because the article points out the top five and bottom five in charity care spending. And that's just a really noisy, misleading, lousy way to look at statistics like this. And a median number is just a much cleaner view. So, you know, and when I say noisy, I think the finance people who are listening to this understand what I mean, but there could be M&A in there. There could just be a lot of noise in those top five and bottom five, especially when you're talking about you know, 5,000 hospitals in this country um, looking on the extremes. Uh, I, I don't know what value there is in, in pointing that out. Anyway, Melinda makes a lot of great points and we'll link to her full post in the show notes, but it's worth mentioning again. We've said it on the show before. When your bias is that hospitals are the bad guys, when that's the lens that you look at everything through as a journalist, everything you see is going to confirm that. That said, hospitals and health systems need to do a much better job of telling their financial story. And that leads us right to today's interview. It's getting so important to help media folks and other key stakeholders grasp some of these complicated concepts that we know from their stories they don't fully understand. 
Something I say often when speaking to individuals or groups about the healthcare blame game is that hospitals and health systems are not good at communications. And I haven't had anyone disagree yet. As a result, hospitals are not in control of their own narratives. Misinformation abounds and public perceptions and policies are driven by the idea that the hospitals are the bad guys. And it's just that simple. Getting control over your own narrative means a more proactive approach to communications with key healthcare stakeholders in the media versus the turtle in the shell mentality. At an HFMA thought leadership retreat in DC in October, I ran into Jim Heffernan. Jim is the longtime CFO of Massachusetts General Physicians Organization. He's now CFO Emeritus, as well as a past board member of HFMA. We were talking blame game in the hallway, which led to him talking about his approach to media and I knew I had to have him on the show. So Jim, let's just go ahead and establish the thing that really caught my attention in our conversation was you had a more proactive approach to media relations in Boston, and it just wouldn't be considered the norm today. Talk a little bit about how you approached that. Public relations would often get a, a request to comment on something that was happening and uh, particularly if it related to hospital billing or compliance issues which were really big in the early 90s and we would respond to that there was a time when we had a situation where one of our doctors was investigated for a billing issue and we worked with that situation actually worked with federal prosecutors it was that big a deal and when the time came that federal prosecutors declined to to prosecute and the newspapers one particular reporter thought there was something there and we had a further discussion about it and as a result of sort of some prior discussions that we had had with that reporter we were able to sort of convince her that yes the federal prosecutor had gone through all of these issues and there really wasn't anything that was being hidden. And we invited her to come in and, and, and meet with us about the issue. They did report that the case was ended, but didn't go on with a lot of open questions about, you know, was there's a cover-up or anything like that. There was another situation. I do classes over at Harvard Medical School and some programs with the State Medical Society. And one of the local business journal, their editor contacted our public relations people and said, is this person available to talk and meet with our health reporter? I said, of course, yes. And when we went through, I actually invited the hospital CFO to join me. So the two of us went in. And when we arrived for what was going to be 20 minute, half hour discussion, it turned out that the editor had been approached by most of the other writers who said, healthcare is such a big issue in this town that it affects real estate, it affects employment, it affects public policy. So all of the other writers, so we were around a giant desk instead of just a small conference room. And we went on and talked about the different situation. And then the back and forth was really quite good. 20 minute, half hour discussion went on for an hour and 40 minutes. And it ended not exactly sure what would happen, but both the CFO and I could look back at articles that got written over the next year where there was more detail in the discussion. There was more of an explanation of what might be going on. And a few times they called either myself or the hospital CFO for a comment on an article they were working. I love the idea of bringing people in and sitting around a table and just that level of openness and transparency with that group. I don't doubt that it impacted 
coverage for the next year. And I think the mindset in a lot of locations is, is you're just inviting trouble and I'm going to be misquoted. I'm going to be taken out of context. And I actually think, you know, I mean, reporters on a daily basis are getting an education. They're asking questions and healthcare is hard, right? It's complicated. And you're in a position to, you know, teach them how things work and how the issues that they're most interested in actually work kind of behind the scenes. I think that's one of the issues that kind of really drives me with this podcast and with the blog is it's not really about healthcare. It's about accuracy. You know, that's what we're talking about here. And I think the idea of, you know, CFOs in particular being more proactive, think about the things that are out there in the media right now. Price transparency obviously has been a big issue for a long time. It's been a big issue on the radar of the media for the past, let's call it two years since federal regulations went into place. That's a thing I would be proactively talking about. Everybody is always ready to talk about the clinical successes and things like that. There's no shortage of coverage on that side. But on the business side, there's some key issues where, you know, that and collections practices, those sorts of things where I think CFOs could really make a difference in educating key stakeholders and the media. I think that's a really good point. And I think CFOs really think their only role with the media is to talk about the quarterly financial return result, which they put out a release and answer a few well-structured questions. I had a very different experience when um, a lot of issues were going on about physician billing compliance. And you can go back many years now when uh, hospitals would be cited by the federal government and there would be a lot of local stories. And I ended up sort of being one of the go-to people for our organization to talk about physician billing compliance. And as time went on and we talked about, you know, an issue where, you know, sometimes it really was a mistake. We eventually got a reporter to sit down and talk about comprehensively what was the whole administrative burden behind billing and how complex it was. And that, that really ended up having a big impact on the area. I think you can offer to talk about the complexity of it at a different time and even follow up with the reporter, because often they're just looking for something to finish out an article that they've got a deadline against. And you can sense at times when they're willing to sort of listen to a more complex story and other times when I just need a quote today. Right. I think that's where you have to be prepared. I was lucky to have a couple of really good communications or public relations people who they coach me as to what's the brief quote that you really want to end up in the article? What do you want to say about this particular issue? And actually have that in mind when you're meeting with a, or talking to a reporter. But what do you think a CFO's role should be in communications, you know, in terms of being proactive with the media and the community? I would speak to this from the standpoint that my experience is with charitable not-for-profit organizations. And I think the first message is, you know, we need to be financially responsible because we have to be able to continue to provide services to the patients who come to us in need and the patient's families. I think that becomes part of the message. And if, if you really hold to that kind of mission, it's relatively easy to tell the story. It's a complex story, but you can sort of always get across that you're trying to maintain the financial health of the organization to provide resources to take care of patients. And I think CFOs are in a particularly good position to tell that story. So I'm going to ask you a really simple question. 
Does the hospital sector and the media get the news coverage it deserves? Not really. I think there was a time when the insurance industry was sort of getting the negative coverage. And somehow that's turned over the past decade or decade and a half. I think we got a slight reprieve during the early part of the pandemic, when particularly nurses and doctors and other workers in the hospital were seen as heroes. That hasn't been lasting. And it's an easier story, I think, for people to look at the negative side of the healthcare industry. I'm not quite sure how to turn it around. I think the stories that come out where there's a particularly good result on a patient or something like that somehow has to be connected to the, the cost of care. There are great results, but it's as a result of a lot of expensive technologies. What piece of practical advice would you give to hospital folks who are listening to this podcast that could actually help them move the needle on doing a better job of telling their financial story? I think they have to think about what the message is that they want to get out. What is an issue? What is our big financial thing that we have to do over the next year? It could be a billing issue. It could be compliance. It could be a new computer system. Whatever it is, put together what that story is and then look for opportunities to tell the story. Great advice, Jim. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining me on Blame Game. I uh, enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate you being here. This is an area that it was a surprise to me that uh, it, that it worked as well as it did over over my career. And so I think it was pretty interesting when you called and said, let's try and put something together. So thank you. Healthcare Blame Game is a production of the Healthcare Financial Management Association. Brad Dennison is the director of content. Erica Grotto is executive producer. Additional writing and research are done by Paul Barr and the HFMA editorial team with support from the HFMA policy team and Rick Gundling, HFMA Senior Vice President of Professional Practice. Sound engineering and editing is by Linda Chandler. HFMA's president and CEO is Ann Jordan. I love it.